Welcome to Devoted Family, where we have conversations about faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And our foundation for all of these is the Word of God. We hope to encourage, equip, and learn from one another as we put these principles into action. We believe that ministry starts at home, and if each person is faithful in that role, the world will be a very different place. We pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you through us in today's discussion, and that you would be open to the life that He wants for you and your family. What is up, everybody? Hey, guys. We are so excited that you're joining us on our podcast today. My name is Manfred, and I'm here with my incredible wife, Crystal. <laughs> we are going to be talking about what we would consider to be possibly one of the most important topics um, on our podcast today, and it is faith in our home. And this is really one of our five main areas that we discuss on this podcast and it is really the building block of, of all of those five. <clears throat> the other ones are really, um, is, is really it's, it's faith and then family, friends, finances, and fitness. And the other four really are, are all dependent on, on faith. Yeah. And obviously, you know, with a topic like faith, I mean, there are countless different approaches that we could take it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's literally impossible for us to cover everything. So please give us grace as we keep this um, really concise and, you know, just know that we are not going to say everything here. We're not even going to try to address everything here. And there are two reasons why we're leaving some things out. Number one, we do not know everything. Um, Be hard to. Yeah, we just don't know everything. Um, and if we, if anyone ever says they do, turn off the podcast. Uh, but this is where we would encourage you to share in the comments and reach out to us. And because um, we want to learn from you guys, mm -hmm. too. And also the second reason why we aren't going to try to tackle everything is because we we want to keep these episodes relatively short and you can talk yeah. about faith pretty much forever and ever until we meet Jesus and yeah. wouldn't cover it all. So definitely. Yeah. Hey, before we start, would you mind praying for us real quick? Not at all. Awesome. Okay. Father, we need you. And, uh, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you alone would speak through us today and that you would speak truth, God, that you would prepare hearts and help us all to take an honest look mm -hmm. at what the atmosphere of faith in our home is, God, that um, we would really question, is this a real, true, fruit-producing faith that is really from you, God, or is it just an American, you know, pastime that we have almost? God, we love you, and we thank you for the opportunity to know your heart, to know your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's so good. Well, as we before we we dive into our categories that we mm -hmm. want to address, I think it's really important to understand as a baseline that faith isn't all about what you do, but it's really about who you are as a person. Mm, um, that's good. And and especially if we, if we talk about faith in our family, um, it's just so hard, and it's really impossible to fake your faith in your family, right? Because mm -hmm. you're constantly being watched by your kids, by your wife. And, and there's just no, there's no opportunity to hide it. It's true. I see everything. Everything. And it's so good <laughs> because that's, that's really what, what sharpens us, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's good. And, um, so we, we have three categories that we wanted to break it down and look at today. Um, even though, you know, like we said, we could slice it a million different ways, but we're going to mm -hmm. look at it in the, in the concept of personal faith and then family faith and then missional faith. So what that is, you know, the family faith is kind of the internal family unit focus. Yeah. Missional faith is external 
focus. So, but starting with number one, personal faith, that is drawing the circle around yourself. You're like, of course you start with personal faith because that's what everyone would do. But guys, it's important. And there are different ways that you maybe can assess as we are going through this process Mm -hmm. too, of just assessing your own heart, because this is the most important and it spills over into the rest of your life. Everything. Yeah. Well, and, and A.W. Tozer, he's just awesome. I mean, this dude is legit, you know, and, and he always talks about, I mean, one of his he famous, was. well, yeah. he's dead now, obviously, <laughs> but he always said, you know, I mean, he's well, one of his, one he's of his great Jesus. quotes is always, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And this fits perfectly with personal faith. Like, we really have to consider if we think about God, what does come, come to our minds? Like, who do we believe God is, you know? Um, so that's a question I'd ask yourself right now, you you know, mm-hmm. what does come in your mind? Yeah. Like, do you think of a God of justice and wrath? Or do you think of a loving father or some <clears> distant, <throat> you know, governing body who like shows up whenever things get out of order or, mm-hmm. you know, even like a backed up phone line. I've heard someone say where it's like, yeah, I mean, I know God's there and he cares, but he's probably got a lot of people in line to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting how, you know, that is the most important thing about you. Yeah, because, I mean, what you think about God, this really does shape your relationship with Him, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you think He's a loving Father you can draw close to, you know, in, in times of struggles, then you're going you're gonna to approach Him from a completely different perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, a, and a great reminder is, is to just always remember is that God really wants you to know Him more than you will ever want to know Him, right? That's good. That's kind of a, like, you have to think about that. Like God wants you to know him more than you Mm -hmm. will ever actually want to know him. Yeah. That's really beautiful. It is. It's a really good, I think it's a really good reminder. And, um, I mean, it's something we can, we can remind ourselves of daily, right? Yeah. So the action step for personal faith is just open God's word to see who he says he is, not what you mm-hmm. have, com- you know, manufactured in your head or even just, you know, shaped from your experiences or heard from other people or even pastors. Yeah. Open God's word and see who he says he is. So that's kind of the the first aspect is just looking at, okay, assess that. Yeah. Um, but now we can look at some practical aspects of that. And that's looking at your time. Yeah. So time is, is a big deal, right? We all only have so much time. Um, and it's something that we all have the same amount of today, you know, and nobody of us is guaranteed tomorrow. So when you spend your time with eternity in mind, you will spend it differently than most people around you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's going to look different. Yeah, that's so good. Because, I mean, if, if you look at culture, and if you look at Christians, I mean, there should be a significant difference. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at believers around us, we should be spending our time completely eternally minded, right? On things that are really going to be mattering and matter in a million years from now versus just, yeah. hey, tomorrow. Even in a hundred years, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, how short and fleeting life is. But here's the question is, you know, if your life looks the same as those around you, ask why. Like, mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's unlikely that everyone who's listening to this is surrounded by super solid believers everywhere, right? You know, every neighborhood, it's just unlikely. I mean, the, you know, few find the gate is what Jesus says. So, And and consider your daily habits in that, right? I mean, look at your daily habits and look at how do you actually spend your life. Yeah, the small things. I I think that we look at the big time blocks like, yeah, you know, we're committed to this ministry on this night, this ministry on that night. But like, you know, it's the little things, the the little habits. Mm-hmm. 
So that in that the whole point of this walking through this with y'all, like you have to assess this for yourself. We can't say, hey, this is right, this is wrong. You have to get to the heart of the matter. So you might spend your time looking exactly like the next person, and one person has a pure heart in that and is doing, you know, what the Lord has called them to do, and the next isn't. So mm-hmm. you um, just consider that as we go into the next one. So yeah. So the the next one we want to talk about is words, and words are powerful right? Preach. And words are really, I mean, this, this entails everything that comes out of your mouth. Um, there's so many proverbs around this, but we really want you to consider, I mean, how do you speak to and or about your family? And that's key about your family, because I think it's so common to just joke about, Oh, you know, this and that about marriage, this and that about kids. And that honestly, as a believer, like I'm so, I don't know. I, I'm just so compelled to change that. And I think, I think men need to step up in this because I think typically you hear a lot of men talk about how, oh yes, getting married and then make some joke about it, you know, or, (laughs) um, oh, we've got kids at home, you know? And I think we do have to change this as believers to speak highly, Mm -hmm. highly of our wives and our kids, um, and, and encourage other people, man, that it's a blessing and it's a joy to be married and to have kids. You know, it's an honor. I mean, it's such a big deal that God would even entrust Mm -hmm. us with a wife or with kids. Yeah. And there's a verse, um, in Ephesians, it's Ephesians 4:29 that says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And that's what I want to be whenever mm-hmm. I go places. Like yeah. I want to be building up people and I want to, you know, give grace to those who hear. I mean, that is that's so good. such a, I mean, if think about the opposite of that, if you're walking around tearing people down and just destroying mm-hmm. the grace, I mean, yeah, I don't want to be that person. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, the next, the next, uh, key topic we want to address or just talk about is, is attitude. This is big. This is a big one. You want to start? Out? <laughs> we've we've talked about this quite a bit, actually, from personal experience. Um, so i I believe that one can do and say the right things with the wrong attitude, and it completely cancels out the mm-hmm. good things that they're doing or saying. I agree. I think that the attitude, the way you do it, is massive, right? Because people can read that, people can see that. And the way, and they can feel it. And the way we, the way we speak, um, and the way we carry ourselves. I mean, you can see if someone is is patient, full of peace, gentle, Mm -hmm. and kind, or if he's kind of just doing it, you know, selfish, selfishly. Yeah, Um, it's true. So just check your attitude. You know, ask ask yourself if you. And I mean, an attitude can be a servant hearted, it can be selfish, it could be passive, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, so really just check what is my attitude in this climate? That's so good. Um, well, lastly, the last point we want to just address around personal faith, and probably one of the most important ones, and my favorite ones is decision making, how do you make mm-hmm. decisions? This is huge for leaders, for people, for leaders of a home, for, I mean, every single day you're making thousands and millions of decisions. Um, and when it comes to these big life decisions and high pressured moments, uh, to whom do you turn or, I mean, to who you turn really does say a lot, right? About yeah. um, what you believe. And that, I mean, this is really rather where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. you know, because you can talk all day long about how much faith you have or, you know what you you want to believe, but do you really believe it? Because yeah. I think that whenever you look at how you make decisions, it's going to reveal things. Yeah. 
And so a good question to ask yourself, you know, is, well, is the first thing you turn, is it to, to seek more scripture, you know, um, or do you ask Google for guidance? You know? I'm so guilty of that. Yeah. I'm so guilty. Of course I Google, but like I want to turn to scripture and I do, I mean, I do often, but mm-hmm. there are times where, I mean, so just to be honest, like with this whole coronavirus yeah. thing going on right now, y'all, I have Googled a lot <laughs> and I don't like what I find on there. It's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, then I turn to scripture and I'm like, you know what? This is not the first plague that has hit the world. Number one, number two, I mean, just even if it doesn't turn out well, I mean, we get to spend eternity with Jesus. Like the, normally the Christians are the ones who are running into the plague, Yeah. but anyway, that's a whole different topic. It is. But I think, <laughs> I think that's really, it um, is. no, it's just, it's just really important how we, um, how we make decisions and if we spend time in prayer, really processing them, you know, often mm-hmm. we say we do, but how often do we, do we pray about business decisions, you know, about, mm-hmm. um, our old kind, I mean, everything we, we'd go through every day, you know, um, who was a Luther? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, you know, whenever, um, he had a really busy day, he would wake up three hours earlier, um, you know, to spend more time in prayer to be able to get through the day, mm-hmm. you know, what an awesome attitude. Yeah, you know? I, I think he said something like, I'm, I'm so busy today that I can't spend less time in prayer. I have to spend more time in prayer because I'm so busy today. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, But, you know, talking to God, I mean, you know, well, number one, I want to say to the Mm -hmm. ladies, just, you know, what you sometimes call venting might Mm. not be healthy, right? That might just be... You're in someone's house. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm going to go get get in the closet. But uh, yeah, no, the Lord is um, in your house because venting is not beneficial to you or others. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a healthy way to process with community, but talk to God about things first. Um, But if you do pray about it, you know, do you ask God what you should do or do you simply ask him for help with what you want to do? Also Mm. guilty of this. Oh my gosh. I don't even, I just, I'm sorry. I just moved into the living room, I think, but. And, and I think that we're, we're guilty of this, you know, when we, when we kind of come with our, um, preconceived goals and our own ambitions, you know, and Mm -hmm. kind of weave those into our prayers and pray in such a way to where that kind of could be the result of them. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, well, of course God's called me to this because I really want it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he, he gives you the desires of your heart. Right. Yep. (laughs) Always. (laughs) And let me just clarify that was sarcastic. Um, so if you are a follower of Christ and I know that this might actually be a really big surprise to a lot of you, um, because there are a lot of people who are preaching the opposite of this, but as you come to know God, you become more like Him in the sense of your desires begin to look like His, and you want to do the things that He has called you to and the things that He has commanded us to do, and you realize that that is a good road, a good life that He calls you to. Mm-hmm. So that might be the thing that you thought that you wanted to do, the dream, the calling, but like you get to a place where it's like, God, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. If you want me to be the CEO or the janitor, yes, because Mm -hmm. that is the best place for me. Yeah. And so that is what we're saying is like, do you come with that kind of humility, that kind of openness to God's direction? Mm -hmm. Or are you just asking him, God, help me get the promotion. Oh, please give me the promotion. And then you call it a blessing. And it might be, it might be, but 
just like check your heart on that. So we've given you a lot to check yourself on, on your personal faith. So we are going to move on to section two and look at the internal focus, which is the faith climate within your family. So now we're expanding to you and your spouse, maybe mm-hmm. and your kids. And this is, this is crucial, right? Because I mean, obviously everything builds on, on the first section where you, you spend time with the Lord on your own. Um, you spend time in prayer, you know, you do, um, you really spend time with the Lord, which then can equip you and fill you to be able to pour out into this section number two, where you now focus on your family as the leader of the household yeah. um, or as, as the wife, you know, like you've now been filled and you're ready to, to invest and pour out into your family. Um, and so some questions that we, that we should ask ourselves is... And these might sound familiar. Yes, they may. Um, But like the first one is, what does your schedule look like every day? And not just your personal schedule, but as a family. Do you have times where you you spend time in prayer as a family, where you intentionally invest in your kids, intentionally disciple them, you know, and uh, memorize scripture, you know, or or discuss certain topics? And we're not trying to... I guess, intimidate anyone on this. Like you can't do everything. We Mm -hmm. get it. It, We have one child right now and we want a whole bunch, but we understand all of a sudden, like it changes a lot in your schedule, Mm -hmm. but you know, you just have to look at, okay, am I prioritizing my family as a ministry? Yeah. And super practical. One thing we did, we used to work out really early, like 4.30 or so in the mornings. But now what we did is we moved our workouts into the afternoon so that we could work out with our child, you know, with Callan with us. I'm going to be real honest on that. I think that was a win-win because four in the morning was real early. <laughs> it was. But this way he can see us work out. We get to spend time with him, you know, and it's, it's just a so family cool. time that we get to spend together working out and running and, and it's awesome. Yeah. And so I love that that's a tradition and it's healthy. And like, I mean, homeboy's doing planks at eight months old. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing planks. He was watching We us. have the video to prove it. Yeah, we do. That's awesome. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another thing to just consider, you know, is how do you speak to and about one another so in your home? Familiar. We yeah. talked about that before. Um, what's the attitude or the atmosphere of your home? Mm-hmm. I mean, super practical. Like, man, what movies do you guys watch? What what do you what time what do you spend yeah. um, playing? What kind of music do you play in your home? Yeah. What's normal? Um, oh, we can we're gonna do a whole podcast on like what is normal, but that's a yeah. that's a whole different d- d- uh, podcast. <laughs> We'll try to rein it in. Yeah. Okay. But, and then of course, how do you make decisions as a family? As a family, that's so, huge. Um, yeah. But so a few, a few unique points to this though, is that you never put on a show, but you always be an example. Mm-hmm. Your kids need to see your obedience. There's yes. nothing to see, uh, you know, if there's nothing to see, then go back to section one and just take a look at your personal faith. Cause you know, it's not that you're putting on a show. Again, I just want to hammer that in, mm-hmm. but it, you should be an example. Yeah. And some, I mean, some considerations, this is just for us. We, we tend to, well, I tend to use my computer for quiet times um, and, and studying scripture. And it, it's tough because at a, for an eight month old, he looks at me and he sees me on my, my computer the whole time, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing and, that he's seeing. He doesn't he know, doesn't what's know on there. what I'm doing on there. So um, just considering, okay, well, how do you, how do you teach them and equip them to say, Hey, well, we're, we're studying scripture, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, or having devotion times, you know, as, as families. Um, well, and I just want to actually say about quiet times mm-hmm. when you do it, because I've been tempted to actually spend time in the word while he's asleep. And I know that like as a baby, that's probably fine because I mean, I get it moms, it's hard, but mm-hmm. 
But just, you know, sometimes it's good for them to see, oh, mama's, mama's reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, and they kind of see that consistently versus waiting until they're asleep and then they never see it, you know? That's so good. But Um, yeah, family devotions, um, in addition to that. Yes, exactly. Um, and then the other thing is just worship, you know, like, do you guys practice worship at home? Is that something that you actually do, um, as a family, not just in church, um, but also in church, obviously, do they see you worship in church, but do they see you worship in your home? I mean, that's such a, such a beautiful thing. So as someone who, so I've, I've served on the worship team, um, at various different places as we've moved around and it's been such a joy. That's one of, um, my, my very sweet, joyful places of service. And, you know, it's something that just strips off a level of pride. I think Mm -hmm. whenever you really worship, whenever you really, through song, whenever you worship through song where, (coughs) you know, just, just letting down, um, the guard. Yeah. The the guard and lifting your hands and bowing and like, especially men, Mm -hmm. like if, if your kids, if your wife, watches you abandon your pride and just worship the Lord mm-hmm. in that way. Like, it's so beautiful. It's, it's really, that changes. I, I, I think that that will change lives yeah. in your kids. So, um, mm-hmm. just consider that. Like, I don't see very many people and I know that everyone worships differently, but like, I really, it's concerning to me. I don't see people really worshiping. I see a lot of people in churches today standing and kind of singing along and just, you know, getting through it. And I'm like, man, we are before the Holy God. Like I think about Francis Chan, how he's always like, always on his knees. How do we even approach? I mean, who, like, how are we even doing a podcast right now? This is crazy. Like, ah, you know, Francis Chan's a champion. Yeah. Francis, if you're listening, uh, you know, come, come on with us, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> we'll so we'll have awesome. you on here as a, as a guest so you can just teach us all. Uh, but anyway. Um, and the, the other thing I think just to, to consider is, um, do your kids see you praying for other people? You know, that is so um, big. Yeah. Because like, I mean, people say we believe in all these different things, you know, but do we, do we really believe in the power of prayer and not just like praying for people at the dinner table, which is really good, but like, Whenever people come into your home, before they leave, are you praying for them? Mm-hmm. We said that we're going to do that, and we struggle to remember to do it. We need to do it, you know, and yeah. just remember. And I We've mean, tried to make that like a, a, standard. a standard at our home. You know, anybody who comes in, we, we get to just pray over them when they leave. Yeah, because, I mean, they're tough. in your house. Sometimes we forget. They're in your house, man. I mean, that would be a good challenge. Just, okay, you know, hey, yeah. they came into your house. Like, let's pray for them before they go. And, and the other thing is serving. Yeah. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. serving and praying, I think those are both huge. Yeah. So serving other people, I mean, that might even look like, you know, having them over in the first place. So we talked about serving them and then praying but I mean, that's Mm -hmm. serving, there are different levels of serving, right? So you have, um, and this kind of leaks into the next section, so we won't get too much into it, but, um, you know, what does that look like? Is it your neighbors? Is it externally? Is it, um, are you serving other people or are you focused on, your little family within your little fence. Yeah. But I think this, this definitely leaks into the third, third section, you know? Um, so we'll, we'll move on. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then, I mean, discipling others, inviting others into your home to do life with you. Yeah. So that's also in the third category, but you know, these do fall under, like if you're doing them, it will change the climate in your house. Mm -hmm. So like we said before, you know, are you prioritizing your family ministry? Um, 
because it's the primary one, you know, as a family unit. And um, Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So that's not just fathers, that's parents. Mm -hmm. But, you know, parents, are you raising up your kids in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That's so good. Because that's your job. It is. And it's not an easy job, right? It's a it's a really high standard. And I think sometimes we just um, make it out to be, well, getting home, you know, bathe them real quick, put them to bed. You know, I mean, it can be easy to not be a really intentional parent. It takes yeah, real especially effort. especially whenever you're tired. And, and then I think on the other side, we probably have people who are listening like, no, I don't think it's easy. I think it's real hard. Like, I don't think I'm equipped. Mm-hmm. And to you, I would say you know, that's the whole point. Like you need the Lord and he will equip you. He has given you the Holy Spirit and the truth and all of the things that you need, the strength to be this kind of parent. That's so good, my wife. (laughs) I love her. So I think what a lot of this comes down to is really one big overarching question for this section. And that is, do you actually want Christ to be the center of your life? You know, and really... Wait, but really think about that. Hold on. I want them to really think about that for a minute. Okay. Do you actually want Christ to be the center of your life? I'm sure a bunch of people just said yes whenever you asked it. And not just of your life, but also of your family, right? Right. Well, of Of your life as a family. But like, I think that a lot of people answered yes to that. And were like, yeah, of course. That's why I'm listening to a Christian podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not convenient. It's not comfortable. It is costly. It's countercultural. It's challenging. And some people say that they do, and they might even believe that they do. But when faced with, po- with possible challenges mm-hmm. and changes that need to happen in order for this to be true, we self-protect. Yeah. And I always say, I mean, I, I say this all the time. I think that America is probably one of the most dangerous places for Christians to live mm-hmm. because it's so comfortable. Like you said, it's so convenient. It's so uncostly, mm-hmm. like it doesn't cost us anything to follow follow Jesus. Um, and it's not countercultural whatsoever. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much... It's becoming a little bit more so. Yes, maybe slowly. But also it depends, obviously, how outgoing you are and how much you stand up for truth. Because a lot of mm-hmm. believers, um, I mean, we, we just don't step up. You know, we don't stand up for truth when it actually matters. So... Um, yeah. Anyway, I this is just to challenge you guys, you know, to, to really consider, um, man... Are we maybe too comfortable where we are? Yeah. And then just also consider, am I just a church attender or am I a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. Because if your first response, uh, whenever someone asks you if you're a Christian is, oh, I go to church, that might not be the answer that uh, <laughs> that actually says that you're a Christian, right? Well, and I think I think a lot of people think about Christianity as being a good person, you know, and, and the key here is that it's not about behavioral modification, you know, it's about complete and total utter transformation, radical transformation, mm-hmm. you know, which so um, ironically does change the way you do live, you know, mm-hmm. but it's important um, that that is the, the motivator or the driver, you know, that it's not just driven by behavioral modification. Amen. Um, so... Um, being followers of Christ really is what makes us different, right? We're unpopular, hated even sometimes. Yeah, um, I would say that with a lot of the movements that are happening in our country, that it comes with stereotypes toward Christians, and yeah, they're hated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
at the same time, I think it's it's really important that we as believers, we, we guard against legalism, mm-hmm. um, that we love people really well, um, mm-hmm. and that we, we just guard against false doctrine, you know, that we we become stu- students of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, speak truth in love. Speak yeah. truth in love. I mean, I think that's crucial, especially like knowing scripture, because generations in the past, I mean, they've had actual Sunday schools and, and Bible studies, you know, and I think that's a really important thing that we that we spend time in, in studying scripture and understanding it, you know, and, and know how to apply it and know how to counsel biblically, you know, yeah. that we would know scripture. So a great thing that you can do, I love this, this, um, this is something that we should ask probably more than just annually, but ask your kids at least once a year, what do you think I value most? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think mama values most? They have a raw front row opinion because they see your actions, even the ones that you don't want anyone to see. Mm-hmm. They hear your heart. They hear the tone. They hear the way that you're talking to your husband, ladies. And you know what? That is the most precious feedback that you can get. Because if they say anything other than Jesus or some variation of saying mm-hmm. that your faith is the most valuable thing to you, then yeah. the, something's mm-hmm. off. And and this is tough, right? I mean, just to being real is like, I mean, if kids look at their dads and you work a lot, you know, it's really tough um, for them to say, well, you love Jesus more than you love work unless you're super intentional outside of work to really invest in them and talk about, you know, how Jesus has been working in your life and mm-hmm. how he's working in other people's lives, you know? And so it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's really important, you know, that they would see how much you really love the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that we have spent a lot of time on that one, but it's just, it's really important. We'll just spend a minute or two here on the external focus. So the yeah. third section is looking externally and just, you know, being on mission, both, you know, evangelistically, I would say being prepared for, mm-hmm. for sharing the gospel and then practically serving your community and your neighbors. That's so good. So if, if, you, if you do a really good job with the first section of personal faith and really focusing on your family, it tends to be very easy to focus on people outside and your neighbors and, and people in the store and, and your community, you know, and people in the church where you're serving. Yeah. Because if you're filled up, you're going to overflow. Exactly. You're yeah. overflowing and your kids will see that and you're going to take them uh, to go serve, you know, at a, at a shelter where you can really teach them, wow, look how good we have it, you know, that not everybody mm-hmm. has, has the same kind of life, you know, and that, um, that they would never be entitled, you know, that we would teach them to, mm-hmm. to serve. And so I, I really think if one focuses on the first two, this one tends to become more a natural, kind of more natural, yeah. although not always, because yeah, I think it's totally. still really important that you intentionally make time to go serve somewhere, you know, outside of your comfort zone where you, your kids can, can come with you. You know, you can take all of your kids to, to, I don't know, some, event, you know, mm-hmm. um, like serving the homeless is something we, we used to do all the time. And it's incredible. Like the people you get to meet, you know, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then there's also the side of, um, you know, as you serve those people, are you equipped to share the gospel? And that is something that mm-hmm. you have to learn. I mean, even whenever you know the gospel, sharing it is a whole different thing. And it's, it's actually really simple, you know, but mm-hmm. always be ready 
you know, to give an account for what you believe. Right. Yeah. So I would say that this is something that you need to train your kids in. So, yeah. so that they're ready and so that they know, and it's, it's so sweet, you know, the heart of a child of how they understand the gospel and share it where it's just so simple mm-hmm. and beautiful. And yet, you know, um, it's powerful. Yeah. But that is crucial, right? I mean, that's, that's first Peter where, mm-hmm. you know, that we're always, always ready to give an account and and we as believers, if we are really overflowing and we spend time with the Lord every day, you know, and um, we're just filled up, ready to give, then we will be ready to share an account of what He's done and testify of His goodness in our life. Yeah, and it's important to say, I know that I said just a few minutes ago that it was mm-hmm. more natural, but it is by no means natural, like by the flesh. Yeah. I'm saying that, you know, whenever your heart is more moved and compelled toward the, to look like the heart of God, to, to go along where he is going, then all of a sudden your desires align with his, which are good and which are to serve. Yeah. So, you know, we have been not just encouraged to serve people around us, but we've been commanded to do it. Yeah. So That's we need so to good. take that seriously as a family, guys. And that is actually probably one of the best things that you could do for your kids. That's awesome, my wife. Well, with that, we've taken a lot of time on this podcast, but I think it's really, really important. I mean, um, it's just a small topic, right? <laughs> it's a tiny topic. But this is really the building block on which we're going to start building the other the other topics that we discuss as well. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more aspects to faith that we can address and talk about, and yeah. we will. This absolutely. Is, this was more of a general overview and assessment for you of where are you and your family today, mm-hmm. and what are you going to do about it? Yeah, because this is crucial, right? I mean, this is, we are called to disciple our kids. We're called to disciple, invest in our wives, right? I mean, as husbands, I want you to think about how important it is um, that you're growing in your faith because honestly, the way you lead your wife and the way you lead your kids, that's going to determine how they grow, right? And how they end up. Yeah, I think you just opened a whole nother can here. I know. No, because I, I sorry, I, I feel the need to keep the can yeah. open because, ladies, let your husband lead. Mm-hmm. Let your husband lead. I know that whenever we're talking about faith in the home, so many people talk about, oh, yeah, my mom was really spiritually strong and she always had us going to church. And I mean, mm-hmm. I want to just challenge you with this. It actually takes more strength to let your husband lead than to be the one who's always griping about going to church or doing certain things, reading the Bible. It it just go and read first Peter yeah, (laughs) because that is the one where, I mean, just submitting, I know I said it submitting to your husband, but, um, I just happen to have a phenomenal husband over here who leads us super well. Um, so that is probably not not oh, fair. Sorry. My amazing wife. <laughs> no, but y'all, I'm just, I just want you to consider that, you know, that is going to change the spiritual climate of the home too, is mm-hmm. that if the mom is seen as the spiritual leader versus the, the dad. Yeah. Obviously men, we have to step up and actually lead. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's really, really hard and close to impossible for someone to submit. Yeah. And it works well together though, it because does. like the, I have to encourage him to leave yeah. and give him space to, Yeah, but then he's got to do it. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's, that's really crucial, right? I mean, we, we have to, we're called to do that. Um, and, and our kids see that every single day. 
Yeah. So with we're that, gonna we're going to we're gonna close the can <laughs> because we're, we're running way over. But that's okay. This is a really, really important topic. And we're excited to talk about this a lot more in the future. Um, but for now, this is who we're going to keep it. So just remember, number one, personal faith. Number two, focus on your family and, and focus on how you can invest in your family. And then number three, find people around you, serve them, neighbors, ministries and show your family what it means and what it looks like to, to serve, sacrifice to sacrifice yeah. exactly not just time um yeah. but finances you know all the things but we'll talk about that later well we love you guys thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon if you enjoyed this discussion and want to support devoted family you can do that by rating us on itunes and sharing this podcast with your friends and family If you're exploring who Jesus is and what it would look like to follow Him, we're so glad you're here. The Gospel is simple. The Bible isn't a rule book that you've got to obey in order to earn the love of God. It's about God's rescue mission. God created people to enjoy Him. But people think they don't need God to enjoy life. God is wise, perfect, light and love. When people try to live without Him, they many times choose hatred and darkness. But God doesn't leave us there. He made provision for our sin in such a way that He can still be holy and just, yet also rescue those He loves. He sent Jesus, who claimed to be God, to be the perfect sacrifice as payment in our place. Our world and calendar pivot on Him. God made Him obvious to us when He brought Jesus back to life. This was how God showed that He has the power to deliver us from the cost of sin, which is death. God isn't mad at you. He loves you and wants you to know Him so that you can have life. If you believe this for the first time today or simply want to know more, visit devotedfamily.com forward slash gospel for next steps.